You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender. Hey, it's your boy, the Magnificent Five Head. It's over. It's over. And we're also here with Ben Guyton, also known as the Dude Abides. Um, hello without stuttering and tripping over my mouth. <laughs> yes. <How's it> going? <laughs> That's what happens when you try to get fancy. You got to learn to dribble first, Kinder. Right. You he just dribble all over himself. He's, he's <laughs> I did. I mean, did you miss it? I totally spilled my water everywhere. Uh huh. Yes. This is episode number 149. We are recording on March 5th for release on March 6th. And it is fucking March in 2019. I just realized it's, it's already goddamn March, you know, black history month passed by and you guys didn't get me shit. So I don't even want to talk to you guys right now. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I just you some quality content. That's what we got. You gave us the most amazing conversational piece that was relevant to the whole month of February. Oh yeah. <laughs> this, this is true. This is true. You have to be there for so, the post show to get that joke, but yeah, <laughs> Gifts are temporary. Oh, yes. Memes last a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. So, um, not much happening this week, as is the norm with Overwatch these days. But we are going to talk uh, a couple quick updates. We're going to talk about you know season fifteen a little bit. Season fifteen came immediately after season fourteen ended, so I know at least two of us have placed, and I'm, I've been noticing a couple things. And we're going to talk about the. You know the 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 oncoming damage meta. I guess I don't know if you want to call it that, but you know the game is really trying to turn toward more damage. So we're going to discuss that, you know, a little bit. And we do have some community feedback and some community questions from you guys. So we're going to talk about that as well. Before we get into that, though, I'd like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you guys very much for taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. Uh, you know, we do talk about Overwatch news and some competitive and some esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So if you enjoy the show, you want to uh, keep up with us, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at Watchpoint Radio, and we'd love to have you join our Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons and as always i want to return any returning listeners thank you guys very much for coming back whether this is your first listen or your 148th listen we do appreciate you guys coming back and uh you know sticking with us uh in terms of new twitch subscribers we have a few looks like uh kuwabara resubscribed uh seer profit subscribed and then Kinder and Dude subscribe. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I just noticed that. 
Yes, we're but, supportive. Uh, <laughs> yes, they they are supportive. So thank you everybody who is now a Twitch subscriber, and also I, I just gotta I, I really need to start pumping out more Twitch content. I kind of feel bad you guys subscribe and then you know I, I get you one show a week. Well, at least from Watch Play Radio, more Doom. You, you know, play more Doom. Yeah, yeah, actually, that was fun. I was enjoying I did, that I was playing, playthrough. Actually, <laughs> I was playing Doom on Nightmare, and uh, it was a good time. So I might I might have to pick that, that back up and and do it again. Um, no new patrons this week. We do have some community feedback from Seer Prophet. Says uh, Church of Ja. I'm listening to the community feedback episode, and someone mentioned an ability to increase mag size. Well, how about no reload for a period of time instead? Maybe the team in a certain radius doesn't have to reload for a set amount of time. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a hero that that would make overpowered, where they don't have to reload. McCree. McCree, you think? Yeah, he still has to aim though. And what if you could just never stop right clicking? He still has to reload after each right click. So he would have to right click, roll, right click, which he would have anyway, right? And then reload, right click again. I'm pretty sure what he's talking about. And if and if you this is your first show, you're just listening for the first time. Uh, Last week we had a discussion. Uh, It was a community question. Actually, not a community question. It was community email from Miggy where he suggested some new hero ideas and one of the abilities of the hero I can't remember if it was the ability or if it was the ultimate that increased the hero's clip size for a short period of time um, and, 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 and instead of that Seer Prophet is suggesting that there is no like it's an infinite clip size like they don't have to reload at all for, for you know a, a certain period of time so back to McCree though like I can't see an ability lasting that long where he would be able to like he would be able to use the right click more than normal, right? Because of his reload time and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of a hero that would just make like super like just like just really overpowered where they would not have to reload their gun. Because most heroes have enough ammo in their weapons where if they're hitting a target, they're gonna be effective regardless. It makes Diva broken. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, nice actually, joke. Actually, nice uh, Zarya laughed. <laughs> Zarya might be uh on that list. Zarya somewhere. actually because yeah. that's that's uh reloading is a big part of her whole thing. Like if you're fully charged and you don't have to ever reload that beam, it's just damage, damage, damage all day long. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's, that was the only person I was thinking of too, but I wasn't sure if there was somebody else. You know, there's always Reinhardt, right? Yeah. Unlimited fire yeah. strikes forever. Piggybacking, you know, piggybacking off a dude's uh, joke there about D.Va. Well, what about Brig? I mean, same thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah there's um, Junkrat, especially New Junkrat, which we're going to talk about. That could be an issue. Yeah. You know, that could be an issue. Maybe Farrah, but Farrah does... She does fire kind of slow. And on top of that, she should be in the air, so the ability probably wouldn't affect her as much. Yeah, even if it, not, even if it did, it's meant to be a buff, and that's not an unreasonable buff for Pharaoh, I wouldn't say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like That that seems like an interesting idea, Sierra. I just don't know. I'm sure if it actually came to be, 
there's somebody we're not or some angle we're not thinking of but uh, Zarya definitely would be a problem if she's fully charged which let's be honest people just shoot into her bubble now so she is like I get an 80 charge with no problem these days you know it's nothing to get yeah. another 20 you know uh, I think junk route probably the biggest issue <laughs> you yeah. know not having to reload at all maybe a soldier or actually a bastion yeah, Bastion. Well, then again, like Bastion's clip is so large. It like, is really yeah, big. I still think they need to like bring down the size of his clip, like substantially, maybe in half, because it's it's just too oppressive for too long of a time. I mean, yeah, but he's still not really meta or usable, especially at the higher level. He's easy to take care of, and I don't think he's really a, a problem. Well, he, he's not easy to take care of. He requires coordination to take care of. Then he's easily dealt with. Right. I but mean, that, if a if a hero is able to be dealt with with team play, then that does that's not grounds for nerfing a character in my opinion. That's just the game working as intended. You know what I mean? I get your your point as far as ultimates are concerned, but for a hero just to exist to need to be overcome by teamwork and like multiple people, I think that's a bit much. But that's just my opinion. I mean, it's just like a May. Like you can't one v one a May. You know, it, t- right. it usually it's takes- not the same thing. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not the same thing. Like May is a duelist, right? Like you don't one v one a May. I think the thing that dude's trying to get across the level of effort and coordination you need to take a bastion down versus how like versus the level of effort and coordination to keep it up. Mm-hmm. is not yeah. equal that's, yeah, that's the problem yeah, yeah, yeah. with bastion right. it's just not it's just not even i mean it's not that difficult to keep a bastion up um it, actually we see it across like the bottom four tiers all the time you could be playing in low diamond and people will still have trouble taking a bastion off of a cart even if you tell them exactly what to do you know like we've been yeah, dealing with it's, this- it's easy to do to do the things that you need to do in a vacuum with no one else trying to disrupt you and shoot you. But then exactly, like once yeah. you focus on taking out the Bastion, the rest of the team can just worry about you because you're not even paying attention to them. He just draws so much attention and puts you in such a vulnerable position where all you have to do to like sustain him and existing is a shield and a pocket. Right. And, like, that that, that much I can that you know? much I can I can get, but I still don't think it's grounds for nerfing him. Just be, just because you know. I mean, I mean, I'd be good if you got deleted from the game. Fucking nerf. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I, mean, I think if he, if you took his clip and just cut it in half in turret form, I think he'd make more sense on a balance level, and people wouldn't groan every time they see you like panic pick him. You know. I think the reason they have his clip so high is because they want Bastion to be able to bust a shield. Right, they want like if a Reinhardt standing there for you to just be able to blow through it, and, and, I, and that's cool. Kind of, but like, why not be able to blow through a shield and then have to reload, and not get free damage after taking out a whole shield, which is a huge resource. I think if you cut his clip in half, though, he won't be able to blow through a shield. I would have to look at the damage numbers. That's that's kind of the thing. Like by the time you blow through a shield, your clip should be almost empty. Uh, it's different if your teammates are also focused on the shield, but let's be honest, when you run a pirate ship, you usually don't have that going right. on, right? Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, not there's not saying that Bastion has to be running a pirate ship, but yeah, no, like yeah. everybody, if you everybody knows, I don't like that character, right? 
the only fun I have on that character is when I'm playing in recon mode only. Love seeing that goddamn <laughs> card. But that's that's that you know that that's kind of it. Um, I don't I, I don't know, but but well, yeah, Bastion Infinite Infinite Bastion I think will be a problem. Well, somebody uh, who is a Delta Runner, yeah, Delta Runner, and chat brought up Orissa with infinite ammo, even though she already has a hundred and fifty ammo clip. So per, like by I, I'm I'm expecting like this buff or whatever that this this hypothetical buff that we're talking about here. To only last for you know five seconds at the most, something like that. By the time Arissa was actually running down on her clip, uh, she might only get like an extra second or two of yeah, that, shooting. That ability yeah. would run out by the time it would make sense. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Most of the heroes in this game have clips that are large enough for them to make a you know an impact with one clip. Like you know, most now, McCrees. Go ahead. Actually, uh, I just thought of this tracer. Tracer would be a monster. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah, if she got the buff. If Tracer got the buff. How would the buff work? Would it be like an AOE? Because if that's the case, it's a lot less effective for her. True. If it's like a like a brig pack or something like that, then then that's (laughs) then we're talking. I would play nothing but tracer. Yeah, like if Tracer could just keep spraying. So you're right. If it's an AOE, that that's the thing that has to be balanced like that. I mm-hmm. imagined it as an AOE buff. So yeah, same here. That would that would make more sense. Yeah, it would. So yeah, that would be that would be an interesting buff. I just like certain characters. Like we already know Zarya and Junkrat would be a problem, right? So how would you balance something like that out? You know, um, one of the same time extending someone's clip is. Ultimately, at the end of the day, doing the same idea as the uh, amp amplification matrix. You know, it's just enabling more damage to be pumped through just through a different, you know, method of delivery, basically. I have to disagree because the reload allows for time. Like, that's just something, even if you're amped, yeah. if you're not shooting, right? Like, if you're, is like that, you know, that thing. could be enough for, like, the reload time could be enough for somebody to escape or for some, for them to pull off a move, you know? Like I've had McCree's like stun me and then go to fan the hammer, but only realize they only had three bullets in their clip. And then yeah. I can just, yeah, you know, you. Yeah, so oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that and cover fire pressure, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's a little, it, it's a bit different. So, but no, thanks. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the feedback. So your profit got a good 10 minutes out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's do some quick updates. Um, there was an update made to Numbani on the PTR. They replaced, was it Volskaya? They replaced one of the uh, uh, one of the vacation spots or one of the travel spots in the airport with a new location called Havana. So now there's some speculation that um, we're going to see a map in Havana, Cuba. Now, could it could it be something they're already working on? Maybe, or could they be putting it out there to see if there's like some type of speculate, you know, some type of uh, you know, want behind it, or see what the community says about it? Because remember, that's how we got Sombra. I don't know if if you haven't been playing this game for that long, Sombra did not exist in her current form until after the community started speculating on who she was and what she did. Um, so. You know, it wouldn't be the first time they kind of crowdsourced their creativity to the to the Overwatch community, but that it has been added to Numbani, and also Paris has been added to Comp. I really hope I never see that fucking map. Not realistic. 
it's probably gonna be my first map I see in comp. I just I'm I'm sorry, I do not like that map. I agree. It is beautiful map. Beautiful, but I do not like to play it. Not to mention the first month or so that a new map is in comp, every game you'll play there, you're gonna have someone on your team be like, huh, first time playing this map. And it's like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> know, like right? it happens without, you know, it happens tonight. I played one game on it. And I think three people on my team are like, I've never played this map. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no, not once. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, it just came out like yesterday. Technically speaking, it was just released yesterday. So I understand people not even trying to go to the PTR. I mean, the PTR can only fit about 10,000 people on it anyway. Well, no, but it's been on live for like a month now. That's true. But that means you got to play quick play. And there's no reason to play quick play if the competitive season just goes like from beginning to end. No, that's, that's a fair criticism. I just feel like if you're, and again, this is one of the inherent problems with the comp right now. You would expect people that play comp regularly to maybe invest some time in checking out the new map, knowing that, hey, I need to know that map before it goes into comp. But Why again, would they do that? <laughs> well, that's the problem with like the ease yes. of accessibility to comp. Yep. We're having people play comp that don't want to play competitively. Exactly. You know, they're, they're not, not going to prepare. There for that. Yeah. yeah, they're not going to prepare for the map. They're not, you know, anything like that. Because I know I played it on Quick Play multiple times so that I would be prepared for it competitively. But I think. Right, no. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, no. That is, but I don't want to turn this into another comp conversation. (laughs) That horse is almost dead. I need to keep it fresh for a couple of episodes later on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, so I'm just not a fan of the map, mainly because of how far away the spawns are, man. Like, uh, I've played it more than a handful of times, but it's on the it's been on the PTR for the most part. So I can't say I've been playing it seriously. But at the same time, it's like if you if the if the attacking team gets your team off of that point, you know, uh, in the beginning, they're probably going to take it. Like you can't, you just you can't die. Like it feels like as a defender is on that map, you can't die. You know what I'm saying? It feels like Anubis uh, point one two point Exactly. Like yeah, Anubis, it really is. Yeah. You have a better chance of getting back to point one on Anubis than you do that one. You have a better chance of getting back to point one on Anubis. But like, there but is one, a lot of really good defensive positioning on the first point. There is, and is that killer choke? Is that yeah. killer choke? I mean that that choke works to the defense's advantage, so that kind of balances it a little bit. Um, and yep. even if they do break the choke, you can fall back and rotate into those little shops and really set up on a nice high ground. You're not going to be able to contest point, but you can put enough pressure on them to like make them have to leave after only like a tick. But that's the thing. If you do back out, you're going to come out to not high ground, but low ground. Like if you do try to back out, like if you're on the uh, if you're playing Paris and you're looking at the choke and you're on that platform that's in front of the choke and you back up, you're either going to back up onto the point or you're going to back up into that building that if you're facing toward the choke as a defender, it should be to back left of you, right? That's going to put you closer to low ground on the point. If you let the attackers come in and they go left, they will have high ground over you. See, that's not where I'm talking about, though. So okay. say you're standing in the same spot, you're facing through the choke on defense. You turn to the right and walk towards that little shop that has a staircase going up there. If you all rotate over there, there's like a, a walkway on the other side of that door yeah. where you can take high ground and overlook the whole point. I, I know what you're saying, but that's kind of a bad idea because if you're backing up for any reason, 
the uh, the attacking team is probably they, they've probably pushed you off right right yeah. that's kind of the deal like if the attacking team just comes through but your whole team is there keep the high ground and just fucking kill them from below right yeah. but if you are being forced off the point that means something's wrong you know, something, something, maybe somebody died or something like that. Uh, maybe you're getting like you're just taking too much damage. You need to move back and moving back into their path. And at that point, you're in a choke because that high, that high platform and that wall is right there. So technically speaking, you're in a choke at that point and it puts you at a disadvantage. So let me recommend. clarify. I've been playing with a lot of people playing sim lately. So I just think inherently of a teleporter being in mind. So. <laughs> When you retreat, <laughs> you just take a teleporter to the other high ground. Ultimate positioning. No risk there, involved. <laughs> there's a, there, there, okay, well, then you, you got to start with that shit, man. Damn. Yeah, no, I, de- I definitely <laughs> seem strong, man. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just say, so yeah, sick sure. and tired of little bitty tiny baby chokes. But I do like the idea of a, a sim-centric map or a uh, map where sim is really strong with Tele. I yep. think she is on that map on first point defense because of little intricacies like that being able to bounce back and forth between having high ground even if you are getting pushed back a little bit you can still hold it with it i mean she's strong on attack because she can use her teleporter to get you from like because right. you know when you come through that choke point if you try to go straight through your your the enemy team should be dumping a ton of damage in there right with, with the junk rat buff coming that's going to be fucking dangerous, man. But sim yes. can actually put a teleporter in that like in that little cove to the right mm-hmm without the enemy team seeing it and your team can go all you, your team can literally all go right put the teleporter that takes you across like to the bake shop or whatever and um just pop out of that door instead if you wanted to if the team is working together that's not an overwatch league strat but it'll definitely work in fucking gold <laughs> <laughs> you know uh so but yeah that's 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 the thing like yeah it, it is a, a decent map for sim which i don't mind that like i don't mind them making maps that are strong for specific characters but they the my biggest problem with the map with that map are the goddamn like how far away the defensive spawns are man they're so far like like i said if you lose that first point if you actually start dying because you know if you're playing real comp all you need is one pick one person to die and you can collapse the rest of the team you know and and that's it you might as well just give up first point you know they've been they actually actually still they've been having trouble with horizon like that too which they did try to fix and then they did make horizon better but still most of the time in horizon that first point goes to the attackers yeah i mean it's it's official everyone still hates 2cp Yeah, I don't hate 2CP. I, I actually, I do like 2CP. I just think they need to make some map tweaks. I don't think they, I only think they need to change the, uh, the systems on 2CP. They need to make some map tweaks in some cases, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't mind, you know. Now, if it's, if it's a, a problem of you getting an absolute win or absolute, you know, absolute loss, like, you know, oh, you know, we only, you know, they won, they only got 23% of the point. Well, maybe you should have got 24%. <laughs> you know <laughs> no, I, yeah i don't disagree with you there yeah so i don't know but yeah i think 2cp the problem that most people have is with how the spawns work um and the most balanced map of the one that people hate the most like temple of anubis you know balanced by balanced. wins losses balanced by wins losses we'll put it like that and supposedly the least balanced map is one that people like the most which is uh king's row still 
I just I have so much trouble believing that though. Anubis what? just feels completely unbalanced, and King's Row feels so good. Like, how does Anubis feel unbalanced to you? Oh, like I said, like that first point, it's gone. Once it's gone, it's fucking gone. And then the second point is just it, an infinite hold for a defending team. Like, I guess it's balanced in that way, but it's also completely fucking imbalanced because the two imbalances are so imbalanced that they balance each other out. I guess. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they balance it out that way. Because like, if you think about like other games that have similar modes, like Team Fortress, it's kind of it's kind of the same way, right? Even though Team Fortress is a little different, because in Team Fortress, right, the farther away you are uh, from the your the last capture point, right, um, the more time it takes to capture. If that makes sense, so. Okay, let's just say uh, you know you're an attacking team in Team Fortress because see, like they don't. I don't think they have two CP. They have like five CP. I, I haven't played Team Fortress in a long time, right? So they have like five control points on the map. You have your home control point, then the next one up, then the middle one, then the next one up, and then the the uh, the attacker or the opposing team's point, right? And when you're at that last point. With the attacking team, right? Let's say you're attacking and you're going against your defender and you're at that last point. Their spawns are super close to that point, right? Just like it is in Temple of Anubis. The difference is that if you manage to hit that point, you you actually um, capture it way faster than the other ones previously. The closer you get to your defender's last capture point, the faster you capture it. Right. So they have spawn advantage, but because they have spawn advantage, they have to make sure they keep you at the point. You know? Um, with Overwatch, doesn't work like that. Capturing a point is capturing a point. But I'm, uh, the thing is, like, you know, both sides get a chance, right? And, you know, Temple of Anubis usually comes down to the second point, right? So just make sure you get that, you, you don't let them get that second point. There's really no reason for you not to be able to defend that second point if you're the better team, right? Right. You got all the cover. You got the faster spawns. You can get out there. But that's just that's that's my two cents on that. Because the thing about Paris, even the defender spawn in the last point is long. That's a long fucking spawn. Mm-hmm. Right. You well, know. I I think the big problem with two CP though is the snowball effect. Because if you're not prepared, even if you're the better team, everybody can get can get caught off guard. If you're unprepared. You get rolled. Before you have time to set up, enemy teams got ult advantage like crazy, and snowball potential is fucking real. And that's... are you talking about from them winning the first point? Right. The reason I'm going to disagree with you there is because that comes down to good decision making, right? You have to be if you, as you're traveling back to the first point, right? Um, okay, well, let's put it like this. Let's give a couple scenarios. Let's say you have a team fight on the first point. You all get wiped, right? By the time they actually get the first point, right? By the time they actually get the first point and make it to the second point, you guys should have respawned and had some time to set up. If you got rolled, this is all part of game sense, right? You should be like, okay, I think this person has their alt, or maybe let's assume a few of them have their alts, and you have to use you know, your, the cover that you have, or maybe you like, you know, you just basically have to look at what they have and 
be smart about it to not get snowballed. Generally, when I see people get snowballed, it's because somebody came out back out to point one when they shouldn't have and died. And therefore, now you're now the team fight on B is like four V six, five V six. And it's just a big trickle. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, um, I somewhat disagree, though, because a lot of the time the strat is uh, if you roll a team on point one, uh, say you start rolling, you get all of your guys on the point, you leave one person on the point sitting in their cabin because you know they're not coming back, and you send about three or four, maybe even five people forward to start trying to get a pick. And for a team to get set up without getting a pick sometimes is really difficult. Um and add ult advantage on top of that. I mean, ult advantage is inarguable. Like, that's something that they're going to have if that fight is just won decisively. And that combined with a team that knows what they're doing, pushing forward, especially at the higher levels, I mean, Snowball is going to happen at some point or another. Yeah, you could group up in spawn, but then you're just coming out of a spawn door choke. And that's another advantage for the enemy team or they have two spawn door chokes like they don't know which one you're coming out of until they see you even then there's only two points of entry and exit you know you got a junk rat covering one and a bastion covering the other i'm going to be just hypothetically speaking but i mean the, the coverage options are very limited there and they're already getting set up in their positions you don't have any time to set up you come out of spawn and you're getting fired on you can't set up with a ryan you can't get set up to do anything uh, if they're set up properly. They're just now capturing point one, point two opens up. You're struggling to get a place on the point. They've established point presence and they've got their last guy coming up. Even if it's a 5v6, once you have that positioning and that point presence already as the attacking team, you've got a huge advantage. And then you've got the, everybody uh, rushing out. That. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm much finish. And then you got everybody trying to rush out. You're like, all right, we got to stop the first tick. And that's pressure. That's I mean, that's a serious advantage. It's still it still kind of comes down to games. And so I guess if people were kind of running out there one at a time or even two at a time, three at a time without really paying attention, uh, then, yeah, they, they're, 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 they're going to get rolled. But if you know, when, when that happens, because I mean, I've had that happen before, too, where they put the opposing team or the attacking team moves up from point one or point A to point B. But first of all, the attacking team is not going to move people up from point A to point B until your entire team is dead. They're not going to leave somebody behind and start walking up. So right there, it's going to take them almost like for their like you know let's say they only, they they kill your entire team and immediately start walking after they kill your entire team. Your whole team is either going to spawn together or um. And if they do spawn together, you're talking going into a five v six fight, right? Then if they even if they if your entire team didn't all go together, right? Let's say they killed one person and killed another. It was like they, you know, they collapsed, the team collapsed. You know, you'll have one or two people come out first, but when they see four people rolling up on top of them, game sense, you got to back up. You got to wait for somebody to come back. And then if the other enemy team does take presence, like, you know, they have presence on that point before you get out there, you got to switch the mentality. What that's essentially now you're the attacking team trying to take the point back. The difference is you have major spawn advantage if you die, right? That's the difference. So like if you're if you're playing Ryan Zarya, you act like you would in an attacking situation and you get your Ryan out there and you keep him up while you're trying to, you know, make kills cuz every kill for them is way more detrimental, you know, than the uh then if you get killed because 
you know, unless it's an overtime, you're going to come back. Well, actually, even in overtime, because you both get 12 seconds way faster. I'm not saying what you're saying doesn't happen. It can't happen. It happens. I've done it to people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. But what all I'm saying is that it can be avoided with proper decision-making and game sense. The big issue here is that that solo mentality, right? Like, you know, <laughs> people not knowing what decisions to make and making bad decisions, you know, taking, you know, even a two-on-one fight depending on who you are, isn't a great idea, you know? It's, yeah, it's, I'm, it's, I'm not saying that it's impossible to overcome. Like, if you're definitely 100% the better skilled team, then you can overcome that, you know, it's not that big a deal. But it is 100% an advantage to the attacking team. Just purely because of the, of the mechanics of 2ZP. With hybrid, you don't have that with the first cab because now you've got a payload that's moving at a certain speed. And with payload, certain speed, you know, you got... You know, you've got time to regroup, get your collective thoughts or whatever. Uh, King of the Hill, same kind of way. You know, you can regroup, establish point presence. Now you're attacking rather than defending, and it just flips back and forth to CP. You have that situation I was just talking about. And Anubis, right. in my opinion, is the worst offender of that. But I think on TCP, like, you know, the advantage shifts from like from time to time, depending on what's on what's happening. And I think on 2CP, it's easier to shift that advantage because, like, you're right. If, like I said, if five of their people come up and establish point presence, because we're still talking about, you know, they had one person lagging behind, it's way easier for you to get six people into that fight. And we all know that 5v6 in this game is the reason why they should have a surrender button. <laughs> you know, it's built into Overwatch, but you know, I, I, we, I think we both agree that yeah, sure, the attacking team, if they, if they, they have momentum, right? It's momentum. They have, they have an advantage because they, they're pushing with the momentum. But I think it's easier uh, for teams to stop that, mo- for a defending team to stop that momentum, uh, than you're giving it credit for. That's all. But I think we're, we're, we're still kind of both on the same page on that. Yeah, I'm just either way. Paris know, like- sucks. Paris yeah, yeah, Paris. Okay. Back, in France. back to Anthem. Okay. Yeah, back to Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> no, Paris doesn't suck. I'm just not a fan of the map. I do think they're going to make some major changes to it. I think they're going to push defender spawns up. I think they're going to widen that choke or maybe give you a second way around that choke, kind of like they did with um, Eichenwald. Right. Right? Because a lot of people don't even remember when Eichenwald didn't have that second door. Wasn't yeah. always there, folks. Honestly, I, I think they—I really think they uh, should make a different one for Eichenwald because that second choke's almost kind of useless to me. It's not useless to me. Here we go again. It's not useless to me because um, I think while like you know you don't you, know, you can't necessarily just walk through it. It is a tighter choke, right? right? So you can't walk through it, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Um, you can at least see and put damage out. Like I can't tell you how many times. As you're not wrong. Anna, you're not wrong. Huh? You're not wrong. What's that? You're not yeah, wrong. As Anna, like, I'll be in that cove healing somebody and then, like, kind of just toss a grenade out and anti, like, their whole team because they're not paying attention, you know? Like, so you, I think that that choke, if, sure, if you're going to use it as a doorway to get through while their entire team is there, then yeah, you deserve to die. But, like, you know, if you, if you actually use it, you can pump damage out of it and at least split their, um, you can at least split their attention. That's a different story. Like you can, one thing that it did for sure is that it, you know, 
it made Arissa's change of shield positioning. I still see Arissa's putting her shield in the wrong place in that map. You need to place your shield closer to that tower so that you can cover both doors. Yeah. But I, I've gone against Arissa's that will guard the choke and not guard that door. You know? The so. only thing that I wish they would do on Iconwald, I don't think it's another choke or another doorway would be advantageous. I think that would break the map. But I wish there was a way to get to. I guess the bridge high ground, the one on the uh, on the archway. I wish there was an easier way to get up to that from the attacking side, so that you have that high ground as an option or that low ground, even though it's the same general choke. I think there is a, like so. After you push through the initial part of the of the second part, right? You come through the castle. You know, you come through the draw not draw bridge, but you come through that door, right? Once you get past the front, once you get the payload past the front of that building, right, you now have two stairways that will get you to another set of stairways that will get you up to that bridge. And I think that's pretty easy. Now, to be I'm talking on point one. Um, point one uh, with the arch. You said sitting on top of the choke. Oh, sitting on top of the choke. Right. Okay. No, I see what you're saying. No, I think the def- I think that should be for defenders. I think that I think it should be for defenders. To be honest with you, I don't, I don't think the attack, I don't think it should necessarily be the easiest thing, right? I mean, the the game is changing, right? So it may be that they start making the, the maps more equal on both sides. But this, but most of these maps in this game, especially on 2CP, especially on 2CP, were built with the attack defend mentality. We had an entire group of heroes that were built for defense and they all had certain characteristics. They were high damage, usually like you know, they were high damage like Widowmaker, could get good positioning, or they had high uh high health, like Reaper, um, Torb, Bastion all had high health so they could stay alive for longer and defend. Honestly, and I'm not an Overwatch developer, so I can't confirm this one hundred percent, right? But the the way it feels like the developers wanted the defenders to live for long times and defend their points, and if they did die, well, then the the attackers got the point, right? If they did die and the attackers could finish everybody off, then the attackers got the point. You know, they didn't necessarily want the defenders to just come back and be able to defend again because the defenders originally were built to hold, right? They were built to, you know, hold the door pretty much. Um, nice game of thrones reference there yeah <laughs> 414 but um still <laughs> the, <laughs> the uh the, that's what it, it feels like the original idea was and that is changing like i said we're going to get into that um here in a little bit but before we do let's let's just talk about season 15 real quick uh this is another season where you literally one minute of the season's over the next the next season begins it really defeats the purpose of having seasons in my opinion it it does like just let people keep the sr they had and say okay this is the last day and whatever rank you're in that's the amount of gold points you know purple points you're gonna get just make it like that this is the day you need to be in a certain rank by this day to get your purple points if you fall out of the rank you won't get those purple points if you're in the rank you'll get the purple points simple as that but let them keep their SR because it is a pain in the ass. I'm tired of seeing these teary-eyed posts of people going back in their placements and placing 100 SR lower. Just give them the 100 SR, Jeff. 
just give him the damn SR. <laughs> you know? No, but like, yeah, I, more seriously, it's just, it really doesn't feel like there's any point to the seasons, if you ask me. Besides, maybe you could say it, it boosts population, like it gets people to play the first and last week of the season. It gets people to play, but then again, are those people that you want to play with? Probably not, because they no. haven't been playing comp. They really don't care. They just want the purple points. They just want to place, you know? So I, I don't think so. But dude, how how has your the opening to your season been? Um so I I played for a few games the other day with Wood Tier Guru and I quickly reminded myself why I don't play on my main account the first week. Because like even doing six stacks, oh, it was just a bad representation of the like the player base. It was people who didn't know what they were doing. Or they like swore up and down they had a different account that the time that they have on this is not reflective of what they play. They're clearly full of shit. So <laughs> I took a break and then finished up today. I mean, I placed back in plat. Um, so I literally am right where I've like one game lower than what I start, what I ended. So I right. lost like 25 SR. Um, okay. Big deal. Uh, it's okay. He's got like yeah. some tears welling up in his eyes. I can see him. HP yeah. cameras. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, doesn't really change anything. All right. So. I, I think this would have been the perfect time um, with how broad all these changes are coming in. So wait, just wait for the new season to start. Dude. Have people place in this new meta yep. and like really do a placement and like see Absolutely. where people are actually placing yeah. with this part of the game in mind. Like, they could have just waited two weeks and like had the PTR out for like three to four days and then just release it to live to quick play. And then two weeks later, turn back on comp. Dog, like that have been, that's what my, one of my main gripes about not having the seat, like the, the off season. It's like new characters, new maps, mm-hmm. balance changes it should all be done in the off season. It should all be done in the off season, especially huge balance changes like this. It's balance changes that don't need to happen. Like it's different if something's broken, like Ryan Shatter, right? That's a different story. Like if Ryan Shatter is that that is broken, that's a different story. Or maybe somebody has doing too much damage, like they're clearly overpowered. You know, uh, that's one thing. But if it's an unnecessary change, just wait till the offseason. The seasons are only eight weeks. We can't keep the game in place for eight weeks. Yeah, for real. The seasons are only eight weeks. Like, come on. Like that in the eight weeks, even just make the offseason a week, right? Give people a chance, like the day after the season, and bam, here's a new patch. Give them, get, that'll get people in the quick play, playing the game, and figuring out, like, okay, let me, let me, let's figure out what's going on with these new characters or what's going on with these changes that were made. Why can Sim, you know, charge up 45% faster than she originally could? I don't know. <laughs> you know, let's, like, you know, let's check that out. So, yeah, like, that's my biggest gripe. It just seems like such a bad decision to just drop these changes in the middle of a season, man. Yeah. Like it's and it, it basically confirms that we're going to get Batiste in the middle of a comp season. So yeah. in the middle of a season, they're going to drop a new hero in comp. Just like when we're talking about the new map, most people aren't out there playing the new map to learn it. Most people aren't playing the new hero to learn it. They're seeing him in comp to like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I can finally play him. I'm going to play him. Who cares if it's in comp? And they don't know what the fuck they're doing. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, that but was when Doomfist first came out. That's all you saw. Everyone right. and their mom wanted to play Doomfist because they thought they were fucking one punch man in a fighting game. <laughs> Dude, one of the biggest problems, like, so, you know, we've always talked about, like, the attitude behind comp and that people don't treat comp competitively. And a lot of that has to do with the community. I'm not putting them off the hook here. But a big problem with that is how the Overwatch team treats comp, which is not competitively. If they treated it competitively, we wouldn't get major balance updates like this in the middle of a season. We wouldn't get, wouldn't get new characters in the middle of a season. We wouldn't get new maps in the middle of a season. You don't fuck with the balance of the game in the middle of a competitive season. Because I mean, it's exactly what they do for it's exactly what they do for OWL. They're on one patch for the entire o- yep. OWL season. It never changes. You mean for the stage? Stage, yeah. Or yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- yeah, that's it. Like that's the thing. Like they would never do that to Owl, and some people are like, "Well, you know, Owl's the real competition." Well, if you want people to take this game seriously competitively, then you have to treat it as competitively, right? Mm-hmm. You right. give them the same treatment, the same patch schedule. Uh, maybe not necessarily the same patch schedule. Because well, actually, how long are Owl stages? How many weeks are like uh, five weeks? Okay, so they're actually even shorter than the competitive seasons, right? So, you know, you, you treat it like kind of the same because the reason most people still play this game is because of comp itself. But comp is essentially quick play plus. It's essentially quick play plus, especially in the first four tiers. I mean, maybe in like mid to high platinum, you start getting into the game. You know, you start playing the game the way it is. Uh, even if you're MMR, is up in the mid high plat and you go into quick play people play quick play even differently up there as well mm-hmm. um but for the most part like you know it feels like quick play plus and other and other ranks like so you know i i have my practice account and i want to see how far i can get with symmetra and i think i placed the account like at 2500 it's at 2700 right now with me playing nothing but symmetra not being in team comms not really communicating and playing in comps where we have all DPS, maybe one healer sometimes, like comps that we should not be winning and we're still winning, right? And that's because neither team is taking it all that seriously. Uh, I'm probably going to start hitting some trouble within the 2700s. I think people like I'm going to start hitting some trouble with playing some only. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, like. I think if the Overwatch team treated competitive more seriously, maybe the community would as well. You know, so right. that's yeah, that's I agree with that. Yeah, well, I mean, my like I said, my my competitive. I have not placed. Actually, probably this week I'll place my other accounts. Right, like I'll see, I'll uh, get some time in on Anna and then place like my main heal account and then get some time on Zen and play my off heal account because that's basically what those other two accounts are right now. The, both of the ones that are in Diamond, one's main heal, one's off heal. Uh, I refuse to play with main tank right now, and it looks like that's going to be continuing with you know the upcoming damage meta. <laughs> um, but, Segway, uh, yeah, almost, almost. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, um, that's pretty much been my experience, and I, I, I do. I, Try to six stack if you can, guys. Like, <laughs> I'll just put it like that. <laughs> try to try to get together with a team or a group of people and six stack because right now solo queue in those ranks just is not in, in the lower ranks. Really doesn't feel great. I mean, if I was on my main and people were playing like that, 
I'd be getting like super, uh, I'd be getting super tilted. So I, w- I would try to group of friends, hop into the discord, get some games together. You know, even two is better than one at this point. But dude is right. We are going to segue into our topic about, I call it the damage watch, because that's basically what's happening. The game is definitely becoming way more damage focused. We saw buffs to Reaper. We saw buffs to McCree. Uh, soldiers getting a buff. Symmetra's getting a buff. Um, Arrested is going to be able to move faster while damaging. Like, like it, it feels like all of the balance patches and changes are more damage focused now. Junkrat, obviously a buff. Junk, Junkrat's ridiculous right now. Um, there are, like, you know, if he's boosted properly, he can one-shot a Reaper with a regular nade, you know, and then just putting his his nades and then, you know, doing the concussion mine like he normally does, and now he has two because of the Jeffs. You know, he can put, output a ton of damage into a small space in a very short period of time. It's, in some cases... Yeah. <laughs> in some cases, like you in a lot of cases, your healers, there's nothing that your healers will be able to do, no matter how good they are. Uh, so we're, we're definitely seeing some a major shift toward balance. And I guess one of the questions is, is it because they're trying to kill goats? Because that's probably what the major consensus is. Oh, they're trying to kill goats. They're trying to kill goats. Obviously, their previous attempts to kill goats did not work because, I mean, I, I don't watch the Overwatch League per se, but I do keep a tab open so I can get the coins with tokens. And when I do flip to the tab, I see goats like, on both teams, right? Uh, I do see, I see that. I actually saw a meme somewhere, somewhere where somebody had Overwatch League, and instead of the tracer, it was just a goat, the outline of a goat, <laughs> you know? Because the pros will play what is the most effective. Um, so is it you know they're trying to kill goats, or I have another theory. Um, one of the reasons why they want to make the game more damageful because they may be trying to pull people back into the game. Now, DPS is probably one of the most popular classes in the game. There's a ton of DPS heroes. People love playing DPS. But, I mean, as we all know, or hopefully you know, if you listen to this podcast, that, you know, you you can't just shoot and something die in this game. You know, with DPS, it's about positioning and taking advantage and, you know, stuff like that. And um, basically... If they make the game more damage focused, if they make it easier to melt through shields, if they, you know, kind of make it not worth it playing a tank and we just see more damage across the board, that's going to make playing DPS more exciting and possibly even more fulfilling for people. So it might get more people into the game. So what do you guys think about that? I, I think they've been listening to the WPR and they're like, hey, TTK is too high. Let's uh, <laughs> knock that shit down real fast. How are we going to do that? Junk rat. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I get why they're going the direction they're doing. Um, I don't know if I agree with all of the changes. I think certain heroes are pumping out a bit too much damage. Um, I do think it's a way to bring people back to the game um, to make, you know, brain dead heroes more fun for people. Uh, with Congrats even as a thinking, 500 IQ hero, thank you very much. Yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, like I, it'll be a, a good change of pace in the game, so I'm not upset about it. Um, I'm upset about Junkrat because I don't like him. You were upset <laughs> about Junkrat before he got buffed. I know. I was. A, <laughs> it was a precursor to this conversation because now there's going to be even more of those stupid tires. That are even power more powerful than a pulse bomb. There's gonna be more of them. 
Yeah, I always thought Junkrat, my biggest problem with Junkrat is that he doesn't get hurt by his own mind. Yeah. That's my biggest issue with him. I, I think he should get hurt by his own ordinance, right? Because um, that was kind of the, the that was kind of his balancing point before. Like you know, he's one of those characters from a distance. Like okay, he's put you know pumping you know uh, grenades into a fight. Like he is like kind of an issue, right? Like he was somebody you didn't want to be left unchecked. You know, like kind of like a widowmaker. You don't just want to leave a widowmaker sitting out there unless they're whiffing every shot. That's a different story. Or you don't just want to let Ash sit out there on their own because in many cases they'll uh, you know. A widowmaker or an Ash or a soldier or even a McCree that's not being checked, they'll be they'll even if they're not good at the character, they can still make an impact if they're not being checked. But with Junkrat not getting hurt by any any of his ordnance, like he just jumps right into the middle of a fight with no fear. Like you know, that's kind of that's kind of that's why I don't like. I'm not saying he's impossible to beat or he's overpowered. I just don't like that feature about him. I think I think it's a bit unbalanced. Um, I've never liked the two concussion minds. Just like for the, the exact it's, it's reason, the dumbest, one of the dumbest changes they've ever made. This fight. Just for the exact reason you said, because you can dive in, not hurt yourself, and then you have an escape at all times. Like Reaper, Wraith is balanced because you can't use it in and out. It's one or the other. Same with Mora. If you engage with Fade, then you have no Fade to escape. But Junkrat can go in and come out as much as he wants. As freely he wants, and then do damage while getting himself out of there. Well, if you remember, uh, people were getting pissed off because of the high damage output of Old Mine. And they were like, all right, we nerfed this, then he really sucks. How do we balance this out? And they added the second mine and made it more of a mobility utility kind of thing. They added the second mine because they wanted a junk rat to be able to kill a ferret. They said it themselves. They literally said it in the video. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if you were junk rat and you could just go kill a ferret? Like, no, that's not fucking cool. I'll totally do that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I don't know. Like, the, I think, you know, making the, the, the DPS more potent definitely helps bring people back to the game. However, I don't know if that's the best change, right? Because that kind of takes away from the uniqueness of Overwatch. We touched on it last week. Overwatch is the challenge of Overwatch. The game of Overwatch isn't necessarily mechanics. The game of Overwatch is teamwork and coordination. The more you enable the individual DPS, the more separated the different characters are going to be. They don't have to work together as much. It becomes more of a team deathmatch game than, you know, what it is right now. You know what I'm saying? Push in, support your Reinhardt, DPS, get positioning, you know, take care of people who are out of position, you know. But also the more big, crazy, stupid, fat-ass plays you get on OWL and viewers love that shit. They do, but I don't give a fuck about it. This is my podcast. This is what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, if you're looking for a reason, there you go. Um. Yeah, but like you know, that's I'm not necessarily looking for a reason. Like whether it is whether it's to kill goats or it's to draw players back, either either reason is valid. I just don't think. Uh, actually, I mean, I don't think it's worth it in either case. In the case of trying to draw players back, I don't think it's worth to you know, you know, try kind of you know tr- trade a piece of the soul of the game just to draw people you know some people back into it. Um. Especially when you can draw people back by fixing several social features, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not that people don't enjoy playing Overwatch, right? 
that's not well actually if they're not playing they're not enjoying playing overwatch but it's not the game itself that's the problem it's the community and how they're interacting with it and also you know how basically the competitive system is like they want a more refined competitive system where it actually feels competitive and it doesn't like you know don't get me wrong like when people lose people are going to be salty regardless it doesn't matter how competitive the game is so when some people lose they're just going to be complete salt factories and that's the way it's going to be but sometimes if you think about like it really feels like those losses could have been avoided like man if my team didn't have three animes you know and one of them had to go dps maybe we could have had a better chance against that other team who just happened to be more balanced because it just so happened that their their players who play their characters got to play their best characters and we did not you know that's that's those are tweaks that need to be made to the competitive system to fix now if this is to kill goats i still don't think it's worth it even though i mean the the the, the balance philosophy of this game is not going to change unfortunately i do think they just need to allow more time for the for the pro community to figure something out. I mean, the pro community right. figured out goats, <laughs> you know, they can figure out a way to stop goats as well, given enough time. Uh, but we, the developer, I'm a broken record here. The developer definitely, uh, well, Blizzard definitely likes to, they want to control it too much, right? They want to control the meta a bit too much. So uh, either way, I don't think it's, it's necessarily worth it, even though both, reasons are valid does that make sense <laughs> yeah no I, I get what you're saying um just because you feel like it's the right decision to make doesn't necessarily mean it's the right decision to make right um for the sake of the game for the people who are still playing it you know right um, exactly especially talking to a panel full of mostly tank players here and you former tank player um like the game becomes unfun when it gets to a certain point and it becomes almost punishing to be the person to play tank and you know you're walking into it and you can't do anything about it right and i mean with an organized team it's hard enough to deal with that but like when you're playing and you know with the current competitive system it's going to be even harder which is why it's hard i think right now it's difficult to get a tank it's just difficult to get one you know so but yeah the oncoming it's i mean Whenever they push this patch out, I'm assuming Batiste is either going to be released later this week or next week. And those those changes are going to come with it. And it's going to, I really do feel like it's going to feel like kind of a different game. You know, I think this would actually kind of push more of the dedicated players away. You know, if people who are still playing tank, if they can't play tank because they're just getting erased, their teams can't support them properly, like, then what's the fucking point, right? You know? What, what what was the point of playing? Or if you can't keep anybody up because so much damage is coming out, this is going to... I do think we're going to see some rebalances. I just don't know when and how soon, right? I mean, the saving grace of releasing this patch soon enough is the fact that Archives is coming right behind it. So that will you know generate interest and keep people playing the game for now. Um, but we'll see what happens. You know, I might be... We... we 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 can only speculate what's going to happen, and sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong. Um, sometimes you know some things happen, or you know these patches come out and then nothing changes. Like when they change Reaper and McCree and Goats is still alive. Surprise, Blizzard! You know, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, the oncoming. If you're not good at a DPS right now, you might want to start practicing. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to start practicing. 
Let's move on to community questions. All right. Uh, first, Seer Prahu, a community question. He says, so I'd like to know, he says, Church of Jah, I'd like to know how you handle teammates in Overwatch when someone needs to switch to counter or to a better hero for a specific point on a map. I've been told I can get intense and people have felt like I was toxic, suggesting switches needed to be made. Well, CR, that really depends on what type of mood I'm in and if I'm playing by myself or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> so if I'm playing with uh, if I'm playing with people who like, you know, well, let's say my practice account or something like that, and I'm trying to help somebody climb, I'm generally I try to you know, stay more calm I, I try to keep people from tilting. Um I mean the only thing I mean the reality, the only thing you can do is suggest, right? Like telling somebody to switch. Right, like you need to switch. You need to do this. You need to do that. That's just not going to work. Like, oh well, I mean, some people will switch. Right, don't get me wrong. But for, you're going to get more negative reactions than positive reactions out of that. Um, I know Laura Croft. She, you know, actually sometimes I just let her handle it. I'll say X person needs to switch, like on Discord, and then she'll ask them to switch, and then sometimes they'll switch. You know. Well, yeah. she, you know, she's a good, she does good at relaying those messages. She's, she's got that nice, drunk, girly voice. Hey, <laughs> I am inebriated. Can we get a right? <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Were we streaming that? I can't remember if we were streaming that. I know you clipped it for sure. Uh, no, I clipped it, but uh, I don't think we were streaming. I don't think we were streaming that. I don't think we were either. Yeah, but like, you know. Or sometimes the only thing you do is suggest I could say like you know, um, while we're playing like you know let's say uh, we have a McCree or we have a Reaper but we need a McCree instead. And I'm like okay, hey, we need a McCree for that X Y Z. I say they have a Reaper on the other side. We need a McCree for that Reaper. Like that's what I'll say. I'll throw that out there. We need a McCree for that Reaper. There's only two or three DPS. Like when you say some shit like that. Usually the people who are the the uh the DP like you know that role will respond. Like if I say okay, well we need a Winston for that Genji, then somebody who's a tank needs to switch to uh you know a uh, a Winston, right? Or I say can one of the tanks switch to Winston? And hopefully the main tank does. <laughs> you know <laughs> that doesn't always happen. Um, sometimes like you know sometimes like you just have to suggest it right and try to stay calm. You don't need to get intense because a lot of times people don't even think about it, right? That's the biggest problem. You know, somebody's getting straight up destroyed as, like, say, Arissa or something like that. And you'd be like, hey, they're just walking through your shield. I think you need to switch off to a Reinhardt. And then if you engage with them, uh, you know, you suggest they might say, I don't play Reinhardt. Okay, that is another step in getting the problem resolved. Okay. We need a Reinhardt. You don't play Reinhardt. Can you switch to what I'm doing? Can you play DPS? Can you play heals? And I switch to Reinhardt instead. And, you know, you get a conversation going. But, yeah, you definitely just need to... Getting people to to, to switch is really about getting calm, you know? Now, if you are calm and you're nice and they're just like, no, fuck you, I'm going to do it. Like, okay. Well, I'll usually, I'll just calmly just throw the jab. Okay, stay in gold then. (laughs) (laughs) And walk away from the conversation, you know. (laughs) Uh, 
Here we go. I actually Fazer just says, don't know what I do. Jack constantly tells me it's not the proper way to ask people to for a switch. Yeah. Well, you're doing you Fazer said that. You do exactly what I what I just said don't do. Reaper, you need to switch. <laughs> like that is not how you're gonna get a Reaper to switch. Junkrat, you need to switch. I haven't seen Reaper in the kill feed yet. You should probably switch, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, you do that a lot. You yeah. mean? Can we get McCree to kill that fucking fire that's killing my assholes? That's what I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, it's a, you, you gotta, like, really suggest. Now, if I'm by myself, I don't necessarily follow those rules, especially if I'm on that lower account. Like, fuck that. You know, depends the type of day I had at work, maybe. When it, we're all human. <laughs> we're all human I mean, nobody's above the uh you know the salt sometimes not an angel but I if you're trying to climb you gotta stay board. calm like that is one of the biggest things about staying about climbing too you gotta stay calm and uh you gotta yeah you just gotta, gotta try to remain tilt free salt free if you feel it come on on you just kind of gotta gotta step away from it maybe even step away from the game for a few minutes an hour, a few days. Depends how bad it is, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, say so stay calm and try to get a dialogue going. You know, if they switch right away, great. If they don't switch, then, you know, it is what it is. They're just following Jeff's rules. You guys got anything else on that? Yeah, no, that's about it, I think. Okay. And the next community question is from Phil GQ. He says, a fun question for you. Which heroes do you think are most like you or do you think are most like you or are you most like ignore gender, race, orientation? Do you main these characters? After thinking of this question, I tried to answer it myself and found it harder than I expected. So, do you know why you found it harder than you expected, Phil? Because your gender, race, and orientation have a really big deal in who you are. <laughs> that, I'm going to try to follow your rules here, but that is a huge, like, okay, well, you're just a hollow shell of a person now. What hero are you like? <laughs> But yeah, like that that's right why it was it was really hard to do because your you know your race gender and orientation shape your worldview, right? If I wasn't six three and black, I wouldn't get away with saying half the shit I get, you know, to some people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um But like yeah, that's like uh yeah, that's that that's that's that does that that um caveat makes it a bit difficult. So who am I most like? Um, hmm. without race, gender, orientation. Clearly, um, hmm. Symmetra. Clearly, Symmetra. on destruction of the world. Oh, yeah. Well, Symmetra's not bent on destruction of the world. No, she's, she's she, not. She seems like it. She's not. She actually wants to build the world. She wants to help reshape the world and build it and make it better. There's actually, that's kind of a villain thing, to be honest with you. But, uh, um, see. Okay, Thanos. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, better in her vision. Yeah, like, but um, you know, I, I kind of almost want to say Zarya because we both lift weights. You know, we both make gains. Uh, <laughs> but I don't main Zarya. I do play Zarya though. Um, I don't know. I I think I th- technically speaking, I almost main Anna. Right? Technically speaking, that would probably be my main because that's that's the character I play the most when I'm with teams. Uh, that's what I play on my main account. But I'm nothing like Anna. I just like her fucking kit, you know. 
<laughs> I don't have kids. I'm not old. I'm not a woman. So, you know. <laughs> um but uh I don't know. I would say I would love to say Zenyatta because Zenyatta is chill as fuck. I do kind of main Zen a bit. You know, he is he's he he's probably my favorite character to play. Arissa used to be my favorite character to play. Now it's Zen. Hmm. I'm pretty chill. Would you guys say I'm like Zenyatta? I don't know. You definitely throw that Discord orb out when yeah. you get salty. Yeah. <laughs> so like I think there's the duality to it. Uh, that makes sense. What about you guys? This is this is a tough one, right? Which one do you think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you think it was like junk, right? Kinder is definitely the most destructive person he can be. So. <laughs> Self-destructive, but destructive nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I can resemble uh, Winston a bit, uh, considering my college background was in mathematics and science, and I try to apply that to a, a bigger purpose with what I do. Um, but I also have my angry side. Get that primal rage going. <laughs> you won't like me when I'm angry. Well, I mean, no one else was privy to it, but Kinder and Ja heard me ranting and raving one night when my mic was still open. They, they might have saw my primal rage side come out. I said, that, they said hey, man, you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I'm May because everybody hates me. <laughs> I am the spawn of Satan. Uh, incarnate. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, make an official answer. I don't want to cop out here. I don't know. I think Kinder is probably a Reaper. He leeches off of the <laughs> souls of others and just laughs in their face while doing it. <laughs> a Reaper doesn't really laugh. He's just like a super edge lord. Like, nah, he does. His laugh is the best laugh in the game. Though, the, ah, ha, ha. His scream when he falls is the best scream in the game too. <laughs> Second, we'll say like oh, this is Zenyatta's second when he's like Reinhardt's taking him for a ride. <laughs> I like yeah. Arissa's a lot. Uh, Arissa's is pretty funny. I don't think I've ever heard Arissa. To be honest with you, let's get in the let's get in the private game. I'll, I'll show you. You know, it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. You would know it if you heard it. Yeah, maybe it's, it's robotic, of- but like obviously an older, heavier lady. Oh um, right, which is it's just so <laughs> sounding. Something funny about old heavy ladies falling. <laughs> She's Absolutely. a robot. Why? Why is she programmed <laughs> to sound like an old heavy lady? Uh, like you yeah, said the other day, why does she have lungs? What What were you doing, Evie? Uh, if I had to, if I had to pick one, I'd got, I think I got to go with Zarya. I think I got to go with Zarya. She hits the gym pretty hard. So do I. Got to make those gains. She wrestled a bear. I'd wrestle a bear, right? Does yeah. she count macros? <laughs> of course she counts her yeah, macros. Of course. Have you <laughs> seen those guns? He's a world-class weightlifter. Yeah, exactly. Of course she counts her macros. She gets all of her protein in every day, unlike some of us. You know. <laughs> I mean, have you have you seen most like female powerlifters? For her to have that physique and be Olympic class, she's definitely counting some macros like hardcore. Mm-hmm. That takes work. It does. It does. I like Zarya. I like. I like her as a character. She's one of the first characters I uh, I picked up to to help like to climb out of the rank that I was because that's when I got my that's when I got the epiphany. My original philosophy of protect the idiots, keep the idiots <laughs> alive. 
give him a, give him more time and a chance to do something with it, and it worked. So, but now I'll pick Zarya. I'll go with Zarya. So I'll go with Zarya. Kendra's gonna go with Junkrat, and then you know, dude's gonna go with Winston. So, well, thanks, Phil. That was a good question. That was a good one. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, with that, I think we're done with this episode. It's a little shorter than normal, but I mean, it's actually technically speaking over time. These shows are only supposed to be an hour, folks. But yeah, we find like 90 minutes of content every week in this so-called dead game. Maybe we just talk too much. I don't know. I don't know. Dead game forehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty much done here. Uh, community episodes. So I was going to put both. So we have two community um members that did an that did a segment i'm actually going to end up splitting those because they're both pretty long right and when i put the episode together it was really long and i think it'll be better if i split them all so you're going to see at least one of the two this week all right um probably thursday probably thursday all right and uh we're still looking for people to do other community episodes so if you listen to the community episode and you have a topic you want to talk about that's what the community episodes are for right if you're not familiar with it, the community episodes aren't necessarily for us to just bring you on and us talk about something that we want to talk about. If there's something that you want to talk about about Overwatch, you know, you know, you can discuss it with us and we'll put it on a community episode. So we're still looking for people who to do community episodes. Um, feel free to reach out to us. We're going to have our contact info in a little bit, but yeah, just reach out to us if you want to do one, if you have an idea, and you know, we'll we'll talk about it. Um, rank roles in Discord. We do have an OW Diamond rank now. So if you're in Diamond, you can go ahead and hop into that rank. And, uh, you know, when you're ready to queue up, just go ahead and ping, you know, ping that group and, you know, see if somebody can play with you. Or if you're looking to help other players climb, too, because a lot of you have been doing that. And I do appreciate that. All right. So, uh, yeah, just head to the Diamond. um, Our favorite drunk white girl uh, just messaged me. She just hit Diamond. Oh, she did? Yeah. Very nice. She just cracked her way into diamond. So very nice. I saw her. I saw her the other day, and she um she was pretty high. So see, that's what she she don't play with me if you want to make it the diamond because <laughs> <laughs> she did that all without me. So congratulations to her. All um, advice and just get really drunk. Yeah, and tell everyone how inebriated you are, and you'll climb to diamond. That's that's the key. <laughs> So if you want to get into those rank roles, just uh, head to the PCLFG channel on the Discord, and there's instructions there. Even if you're on console, there's instructions there on how to um, join the roles. Uh, that being said, the Xbox game night, they had one on Friday. I got in too late. I was not able to make it. By the time I got in, uh, I think everybody had already dispersed, but apparently they had a good time without me. So great job to we them. I'm glad they you. had a good time. What'd you say? We don't need you, John. Yeah, yeah. There is a PS4 game night coming up. I believe it's this Friday. Actually, give me a second. I'll just... This Friday, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, I should be able to make that... um, Yeah, I'm actually... I I don't even think I'm going out this Friday at all. So, therefore, I will be... I I should be able to make it there on time. And uh, hopefully, I don't miss another game night here. So, yeah, uh, PS4 game night this Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I uh, hope to see you guys there. If you have any questions, contact Death Squad OG in our Discord. And uh, do you have the schedule for the Watchers tournament this week, dude? No, they started a certain new tournament uh, last night. But moving forward, because of the Overwatch League, um, they're not the permit that he has with Overwatch and Blizzard. He's not allowed to have games the same nights as Overwatch League. So moving forward, his games will be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Typically, there's two games on Wednesdays. Um, but they usually start 8 o'clock Eastern, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. Okay. All right. And uh, we're going to start closing up here. Um, we do live stream every Tuesday around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, between 9 and 10, we usually do. We're trying to get closer to that 9 o'clock time, as we promised. So, yeah, definitely if you're not, you know, uh, on our uh, Twitch right now, you know, feel free to, uh, you know, join us on Tuesday nights. Uh, twitch.tv slash smash those buttons and you can join us for the live show uh, we do want to hear about your overwatch stories like I said so you know send, uh, send those over we'll get into our contact info here in a minute we do have a PS4 community and Xbox One club and actually Xbox One actually sorry an Xbox One club uh, they're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch so I would just join those clubs if you're on the console and you can keep up with what's going on with the uh, you know those the console communities and the game nights uh, I, I would also recommend that you jo- join the Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. We'd love to have you there. Uh, always like to talk about here is Overwatch, which is an uh, Overwatch Facebook group. Sorry, I almost said Overwatch Discord, but it's an Overwatch Facebook group uh, that you can, if you want to find new players to play with, you can find players there. If you're just looking to keep up with Overwatch news, you can find it there. If you're just looking to keep up with memes, you can also find that there but it's a great group to be a part of if you're on facebook so i definitely recommend checking out here at overwatch uh thank you guys for listening uh, you guys want to give out your social media info you can find me on twitter and youtube at nerf kinder please that's pls uh and hopefully eventually i'll start working on a new overwatch video for the memes mm. and i uh planted a seed for a new video for kinder so hopefully he jumps <laughs> you on did. it i gotta like remember that jumps on a on a landmine <laughs> um but then this uh, i'm on twitter the dude abides underscore b uh shoot me a message in discord always down to play some games but uh that's it for me all right and you can find me on twitter at church of ja and when i do stream you can find me here on uh twitch at twitch.tv slash match those buttons i think i figured out what was going on with my stream and why i was so choppy before so i might try to stream uh, a little bit soon and keep testing. We streamed Overwatch the other night and that seemed to be over okay. You know, we actually streamed and we got interrupted by Wild Talk. It was their time to stream anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> um but uh yeah twitch.tv slash matchless buttons is where I stream when I when I do stream. Um I encourage you guys to you know contact us with us with comments and questions. You can uh, reach out to us uh, via email at wprmatchesbuttons.com, or you can reach out via Twitter, or you can reach out via Discord. We're in in all those places, so uh, look to hear from you hopefully soon. And uh, you know if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And we'll take your support a bit further. Uh, we do have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. We also have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash smash those buttons. And, uh, you know, we also have our Twitch channel, which you can become a subscriber, you know, via regular money or Twitch Prime sub. Either way, it helps us out. We, we really do appreciate everybody who does support us in any way. So thank you guys very much. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And that's it. We're good. We're done. Thank you guys very much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Later, boys. Bye.
thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.